And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Has-Beens, presented by 10K Takes. Today I'm joined by my co-host Trevor Olson, producer Jack Mason, and our first ever guest on the show, no other than no one other than Casey Perper. Um, we'll get in we'll get into more of, on who Perp is, but thanks for coming on, Perp. Um, really appreciate it. You know, we're we're glad to have you on, and and um, it's really our honor to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I. Uh... I like you guys shooting for the fences here on this first guest and not letting the people down, giving them who they want right out of the gates. And I'm excited. Let's have some fun. Well, you're exactly who they want. And, uh, you know, you've got your accolades in hockey and the hockey world are, you know, you've actually surpassed Olsen and I wow. um, with your recent endeavors, which we'll get into. But what I really wanted to start off with, because it's our first episode since uh, the New Year's, you know, what did we get up to on uh, New Year's Eve there? And, and, you know, do we have any goals and plans for New Year's? Um, Ols, do you want to start us off? What did you get up to? Yeah, on that uh, on that Thursday, Gage, uh, myself, Zach, Jan, and Clint Lewis, we enjoyed ourselves a nice little dart match in the basement bar. Really elite spot yeah. if you haven't been there. But <laughs> Great place. They have a fantastic dart board down there. Also, before you, before I, you... I was going to bring it okay. up. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. I felt like they should hear it from me and not from you. Um, we show up. So me and Zach Yon show up to the basement bar, and, and there's Clint and Gager just ripping darts at the board. And we, we get, get over, over there, and we're like, hey, guys, like, do you need a drink and whatever? We bought them a drink, and we came back, and they go, hey, uh, you guys want to play a game of darts? And me and Yonner, being the suckers that we are, we're like, yeah, sure. You know, we played in college. And, you know, I play back home and whatever. And these guys think they have the easiest win ever. And we walk in there and we go up 3-0 on them. And they're looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? It was it was bad. You know, we're sitting there like, well, we, were, we were scared. I mean, it was embarrassing at the time. You know, we go down 2-0 and we're like, we, we really need this next one. Um I think we had a lead in that third game, and like, you guys came back. Like a 100-point lead, and we oh, came back. That game was deflating. And all of a sudden, you could just see it on Gage and Clint's face. They're like, fucking game mode. And they came back and won. They won well, four straight. Four straight, best of seven. You know, it was a thing at UND. What we used to do, every other school, you know, when they're playing beer pong, you know, you're probably going, well, best of seven. Well, you know, at UND, we, we like to up we like to up the Annie, try yeah. to do a little extra. Well, well we're, we're going, going fucking best, best in that. that. Yeah. We, we didn't, didn't do that. that. We, we didn't have enough time. We wanted to get over to a different bar, you know, get a, get set up, maybe get a booth, which we did. We did. Always we snuck out. it in. Always we works out. In. Where'd you go? We went to the loop after, and we're like, you know what, we got to get a booth. But we showed up a little late because, you know, we went seven seven games. And it was, you know, went through the ringer there. But, uh, you know, we showed up to the loop, and it was it was busy. And we're like, you know what, we still we still need a booth. We're not standing in the crowd. So we make friends. We see friends, um, start talking to them. They all kind of get up and get themselves a drink, and we kind of slither our way into the booth, and we find ourselves a booth for the night. That's so a great, great night. Yeah. 
the best the best was they came back and they're like, oh, just watch our jackets, and we're like, okay, yeah, perfect, we'll watch them. <laughs> We'll sit down and uh, you know push them on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's our booth now. <laughs> but uh, okay, so, well, so what would you do New Year's Eve? Was New Year's it, Eve, you know? I went actually back to the Loop. It's my favorite establishment. Yeah. I went back there with uh, Zach Yon, um, Landon Hayes, and one of Zach's buddies from Fargo that I had met for the first time. Really good dude, and we just kind of <clears throat> chilled there, drank the night away. Uh, not gonna lie though, it struck midnight. I was missing the gal. I got out of there. You got out of there at I, midnight? I got out of there. I saw the ball drop with the boys, and I'm like, ah, I missed my gal. Too bad I couldn't see her. Did you at least send her a text or anything? I, I sent her a nice text. Nice. Had to go get your kiss. Yeah. yeah. Well, she had COVID, so I stayed <laughs> away for a little bit. But um, So, yeah, I mean, so I'm, that's what I did. I'm, I'm thinking Olsen and I had a little different New Year's Eve than uh, Perp here. We, we're, we're actually all former. We're actually all has-beens here. You know? We used that's to be true. good hockey players. Um, not anymore. Perp might be better than I mean he's a little more fine tuned than we are nowadays. He's still on the ice. He steps on the ice once a day, I think. But uh, you know, we're in a little. You know, everyone everyone has a different walk of life. You know, everyone. You know, there's different routes for everyone. Olsen and I are kind of the same route. You know, we're still, you know, no kids, no marriage, just rolling around, still going to bars, spending too much money on drinks there, and you know, end up waking up with a headache and whatever. And Perp, Perp Pierce, you know, he's got himself a home. A recent child. Um, how was your night, Perp? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, we sent you an invite. Respectfully declined. Watched a couple football games. I think we called it quits on the Michigan-Georgia game at halftime. Headed around home. Uh, rock Luda bed. Lose the name of my child. Yeah. And uh, had a glass of red wine and rang in the new year with the fiancé and did called you, her a night. Did you give her a kiss at midnight and... Nope, you know. we we actually didn't kiss. She you guys was, have been together for a while, so like when you kiss, I'm assuming it's a little different. You know, like if Ols has got himself a little he, kind of a newer girl, he's probably excited to kiss her still. I, yep. Mine would I didn't really get a kiss at midnight, but if I would have, it would have been exciting. You yep. know, kind of a random person maybe. But and uh, and I wouldn't say it wouldn't be exciting. I'd be excited yeah. to kiss my fiance. Who oh, wouldn't obviously. be? But we were on separate couches and chairs. We saw the ball drop. We were you know, excited. We made some plans for 2022. The kiss was kind of like a, <laughs> will it happen? Will it not? It didn't. Um, I think Lou started crying maybe, maybe halfway, maybe halfway into the new year, maybe by before one. And I was on dad duty. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. Else. I mean, well, let's hear, let's hear some, well, actually I want to hear what Mace got up to. Mace, what'd you get up to? Uh, so on the day before uh, the new year, I went downtown Minneapolis with some of my buddies, and we went down to Cowboy Jack's, not really expecting much, just kind of going for a drink or two. And we get our drinks, and we walk up to the second level, and we look right to our left, we're trying to find a table, and there's the entire Spitting Chicklets podcast. Wait, wow. wait, wait. All the members. Wait, wow. I want to pause here. Mace, let's check to see if your mic's on, so I'm not hearing you through my through my headphones here yeah this one's separate so you won't be able to okay 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 just okay, i just to wanted sure. to make sure everyone's yeah. hearing this because yeah that's a pretty big deal to walk into cowboy jacks you're not expecting to see yeah. anyone and then bam and then we go up and start talking to them and they're super cool guys like super nice super chill and they're like hey we're about to go over to this rum room i think it was called and it was like right next door they rented it out like a warehouse or something and they're like yeah, come with us. Like, we'd love to talk to you guys more. So we're like, oh, my God. Like, we couldn't even believe it. So we go and sit down, have a few drinks. 
and we see him like get up and start walking towards the room so we follow him and they go in this roped in VIP bottle service area and there's me and four of my friends just walking in with them so we're chilling there for a while and all of a sudden they start talking to girls and some yeah. girls start coming in there and they kick us out and all of a sudden it's 12 o'clock and I look and I just got a beer in my hands. So. So, so they did the old switcheroo, yeah. you know, we'll bring these guys in and then once the ladies come over, you guys can uh, go find yourself another table. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? that, I like that. That's you know, pretty sweet. I don't though, even man. really want to... Sh- do I really want to share my story now after hearing that? That sounds much better than my night. Uh, it was better than both my nights, but I feel like you have to share. So actually, I've, I've got a little story here. So I, 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 end up, I end up going with a group of guys to this place called Muse. It's in North Loop, Minneapolis. Um, it's like a wedding venue. Didn't know what it was. I'd really never heard of it. Um, I show up. We get inside. And I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, what the this place looks familiar. You know, I don't know why it's familiar, but it looks really familiar. So I keep walking around. I'm like, you know what? I think we had the NCHC conference here before the frozen face-off. That's where we had the pre-tournament, like the, the pre-tournament, the award show. show where they announce all the, uh, you know, season awards. Um, Did you, you ever know, win that uh, an award? I never won an award, but, well, all, probably, I, but yeah. all I remember from... Us going there and going to the Frozen Four or Frozen Face Off was uh, we went there one year and Zane Zane McIntyre who actually happens to just sign with the Wild. Congrats, Zane! Yeah. Well done. Yeah, congrats. Happy to have you in Minnesota. Thief kid. Yeah, Thief River kid. I mean, happy to have him in Minnesota. Great goaltender. But anyways, he wins the goaltender of the year that year. Um, and and when they when they announce the winner of these awards, they kind of show a little highlight clip of, you know, the player and, you know, little, some, some little highlights. It's, it's pretty cool video, but this one happened to be pretty funny because it was Zeno's saves and a lot of his saves came on, you know, a couple of our defensemen <laughs> getting walked and it happened to be most of the video happened to be Paul Ledoux getting piloned out there. And, and this is a little, another little, Side story to this is so when we played at UND, we used to have this pylon award and it was a cone. Okay, it was just a big, big orange cone had said pylon award, and we would hand it out once a week to the guy who got piloned or walked <laughs> that past week. And Paul's Paul happened to find his name on there quite a few times. Well, I mean, we all chance. did. Yeah, he but, took chances. Uh, they they kept they kept replaying clips of Paul getting absolutely walked and. Instead of all of us cheering on Zane's, you know, highlight video, we're all just dying laughing, just <laughs> belly laughing. And all the other teams are looking at us like, the fuck are these guys laughing at? I mean, why are, why are they, why are they laughing? They're, you know, we just, we just walked our defenseman. That's not funny. <laughs> well, it's fucking hilarious to us. Oh, it's so funny. We love the pylon award. And that, that was just something that was surprising to me. Like I had never stepped foot in that place. Never thought I'd ever be back. And then I walk in and I'm like, oh my God, this is the spot. <laughs> I've been here before. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll continue on here. Do you guys, you know, we talked about this last week a little bit, but does anyone, you know, do you guys do the uh, New Year's resolution thing? You know, New Year, New Me, you know. Per- Always. What did, what, what did you have for this year? Always. Oh, every year. Every, Always. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, Joe Rogan verified it. 
on his Instagram post today. Did you guys see that? No. no. He said he knows the New Year's resolution is cliche, but anything to motivate you is important, and you should do it. And okay, like everybody else, got a few LBs to lose. <laughs> New Year's resolution, get back in shape. Good for you. Per- yep. You know what? That actually happens to be mine as well. I'm interested to see how long it plays out. Typically, when I make a New Year's resolution, it lasts, you know, maybe one to three weeks. I'm on day four. I'm Not, I'm in there too, you know. fantastic I had, start. I kind of had the same one. You know, I'm trying to, uh, I've been, everyone kind of knows, whoever knows me, I, I like to go to the bars on weekends and hang out with friends and socialize with people at the bars. It happens to be an expensive habit, especially living down in Minneapolis. You know, you, you do it in Grand Forks, you know, you're going to Bonzers. 15 bucks you're going to, for a night. Yeah. You're going to Sledsters, you're going to O'Reilly's in the basement, you're going to the Bun. I mean... You know, you're paying for $2 drinks there. Well, when you come to Minneapolis and you order some, you know, my go-to, little little vodka, a little soda, a little splash of cranberry, how you doing? Um, but then that, that rings up quite a tab at the end of the night when if you're not watching <laughs> yourself. And I'm one of the guys who kind of chooses, you know, when, when one Sunday, Sunday rolls around, around when on the couch, I'm like... Should, Should I, I look, look at, at my, my bank, bank account, account to see what, what the damage has been done? And, and I'm one of the guys who's like, no, you don't need to see that. Yeah. You strike me as a guy who's maybe <laughs> buying people drinks too. I don't, I don't think you're, uh, I don't think you're out there just cutting corners. Hey, thanks for the drink. I'm gonna only have a couple tonight. I think you're out there like oh, yeah. tossing hundos around, maybe seeing what, seeing who you can impress. Well, you're always trying to, you know fake it till you make it when you're at the bars you know who wants a drink you got one you got one oh the whole bar's got one you know <laughs> i do that shit and it's the dumbest shit in the world it's the worst. You but want- it's but it's actually the best though i love doing it with tucker pullman because guy's fucking butt shit loaded now and i love buying that guy a drink he's like no dude you don't have to do that and i'm like <laughs> oh, i'm yeah. doing it because you hate it that's oh, yeah. why i'm doing it. no no don't worry i know you got millions i got i this got one this one yeah. i'm doing okay we'll see if the card declines yeah <laughs> <laughs> hoping just, and praying hold on hold on tuck keep that wallet out just, here, just in case here try this card know, just in case they come back and then oh what's there's nothing worse you know you're buying a girl you're buying a girl a drink at the bar <laughs> and you're like yeah you want a drink yeah here bartender comes who's paying yep right here take this one they come back ah this one didn't work sir heart's pumping that's why i always take out the credit Uh, card try this one (laughs) what (laughs) what are you talking about i just i just put money in that account tons uh, tons of money in there (laughs) what happened to that someone must have that's fraud (laughs) i hate when the bank shuts me down (laughs) but uh Olsen, do you have any New Year's resolution? Or- uh, you know, I I obviously dive into the same one all the time. Like, I try to be more fit and eat better, and I actually meal prepped this week. Like, really? I'm starting, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I was doing it a bit when I was back home. When I moved to the cities, dude, all I eat is oh, man. Chipotle, Taco <laughs> Bell. Raising canes. Dude, I haven't had it yet, and thank God, because I think I'd get addicted to it. I think I that's what's killed me. Yeah. It's the like caniac combo. You could call me a caniac. <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm trying. I even hopped on the Peloton uh, yesterday. A little sore today. Like I'm, I'm gonna try, but it never works out. Like I make it two weeks. Yeah. So I hope I kind of, kind of bust through that. But we'll see. I wonder if there's a solution that you could, you know, somehow stick with your New Year's resolution. Because for some reason, after a month or two, you're like, you know what? That was. 
That was an old me. I'm a new person. The Fuck problem, that resolution. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm getting out The of problem here. is if you don't have discipline before, you're not going to have it later. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, you, you just trick yourself. You know what? It's the first day of the year. I'm a new man. <laughs> it's the same. And you fully convince yourself that. And it's a great feeling. It is. I mean, it's rejuvenating. But you just... Good, good for the people that can hold on to it. Good for the, you know, if they can do it and stay with it, good for them. That's fantastic. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see how many people with New Year's resolutions follow through. I mean, what's your guess on percentage? It's got to be, it's got to be south of five percent that actually oh. follow through the entire year on that resolution. Out of people that actually make the resolution, well, everyone kind of has one. You know, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to do this, whatever. Well, there's some easier ones than... Yeah, I mean, I think people make attainable ones. Yeah. I'm always making the absurd one. Like, I'm going to be 170 pounds by April, and (laughs) it's physically impossible. (laughs) I'm going to look like Conor McGregor by uh, April for sure. No doubt. I I would probably say, out of all the New Year's resolutions, I bet you you 20% hit their goal. You think? Wow, you're... That's I think wishful thinking. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, you th- really. I'm I'm just doubting everyone. I'm just thinking everyone's a piece of shit like me, and <laughs> no one's like no one follows through with anything they're gonna say. I would I would say that I'm in the eighty percent that fail every single year. Yeah. But I think that there's just like Perp said. I think there's obtainable goals that yeah. people maybe maybe people are more realistic about it. You know? Yeah. Because like, yeah, like Perp I mean, said, I'm a little unrealistic about it. Like I, it's just like shoot for the stars, you know. Maybe <laughs> shoot for the stars. If I don't get there by the end of January, I'll do it next year. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always got next year. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of years left. <laughs> As we hope. But uh, okay, now that we've gotten through the old, you know, New Year's resolution, I do want to, I want to get into our guest here, Casey Perper. Um, He's actually an elite hockey mind in Minnesota here, and he's had a great career hockey-wise. I mean, um, he keeps adding on, you know, the awards, and and, and I, I don't, you know, Perp's a very good friend of mine, and I, I never, ever pump his tires because he's a guy, like, he's kind of like a Brock Besser where, like, yeah, you don't need to pump his tires. Like, his head's, <laughs> his head's already big enough. You kind of got to beat him down yeah. more than pump, bring him Keep back. him on planet Earth. But I'll, 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 I'll pump his tires a little bit here. So let's go over Perp's resume. So he grows up in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Um his grandfather actually happens to be Fido Perper, which the, the arena, the youth arena in Grand Forks is called the Fido Perper Arena. So he's kind of a big deal walking around. Maybe that's why his head's so big, you know, his yeah. name's all over town and he's he's walking around like, oh, we practice at the Perper? <laughs> My rink. Why not? <laughs> I rink. own that place. And anyways, he grows up in Grand Forks. He ends up winning a state championship with the uh, Grand Forks Central Knights. Jealous. In North Dakota, he yep. then moves on to Alexandria, plays junior hockey's and junior hockey in Alexandria, and then he goes to college at Northern Michigan, where he plays four years. Um, you know, not Perp's always been he. The reason I know Perp was because we we started training together in Grand Forks as kids when uh, Brad Berry came to town and and put together this thing called the Hockey Academy. So Brad comes to town. He decides to put together this hockey academy, it's called. Um, and it was kind of at the time, it was with it was with all the Grand Forks kids, 
um, that were serious about hockey at the time. All the young kids that wanted to get better, wanted to move on, took it very seriously. So he invited all of us in there, and and Perp's actually two two years older than me, I think. And do I want to say three? <laughs> Maybe three, but anyways. So they're inviting all of Perp's age group, and then I get the invite, you know, the young kid coming in, you know. Perp's good friends with all these guys there. He plays with them. He's kind of the alpha walking around, joking around in the locker room, you know, feeling himself. And I'm kind of sitting there just listening as a young kid. I think they are pretty mad I was there because I was so young. They're like, what the fuck's oh, this yeah, guy? Oh, yeah, we hated this guy <laughs> with the USA bag. and <laughs> What's this guy doing here? You know, he's not even old as us. He's not as good as us. I don't know what he's doing here. But anyways, that's how I know Perp. And, uh, you know, he came up. And then after his Northern Michigan stint, he ends up retiring from hockey, but then gets right back into it with the Dinah women's varsity team. And what what are you on? Your, your fourth year coaching there now? Yep, this is year four. So he's year four, two state championships. Three appearances. Three appearances, lost that... Lost that tough one to Andover, I, I remember. Yeah. But uh, he's on year four now. Let's let's go over his. So, Perp had a great playing career. He's kind of like me and Ols. We're not going to share stats or nothing. To, no, you don't Nothing to write home about. Stay away from elite prospects. <laughs> <laughs> but his coaching career is really something. So, his overall his overall record coaching is 89 and 7. So he's he's pretty good. He Excuse knows, you. He knows what he's doing. I think. I, but he hopped on an apps in he, a dynasty. Just hopped in. And like. here's also what I wanted to go over here. This is this is kind of our joke with Perp here, and people will love to hear this. So everyone's got their favorite sports teams, you know. What you know, we were the Vikings, yeah. whatever. Minnesota shit yeah. teams, you know. Well, Perp growing up, his favorite. Hockey team is the Chicago Blackhawks. This is when Johnny Cates and Kane and, you know, they're winning Stanley Cups. His favorite baseball team is the New York Yankees. Oh, Pretty good team. His favorite football team is the Green Bay Packers. I knew that was coming. And his favorite basketball team is whatever team LeBron James is playing <laughs> yeah. on. And, then, and, that, and, now, and now I wanted to get, I want to go further into this. So he plays for the Grand Forks Central Knights, and in Grand Forks, people might not know North Dakota sports much, but in Grand Forks, there's two schools there, and you can kind of, if you're a good hockey, if you if you're a good hockey player, you can kind of choose which high school you want to go to, and all the good players always choose one high school to go to and form some super mega team, and they go on to win the state tournament. Hold up. Yep. Yep. You got something. I'll tell you this right now. I don't know where you're going with this story on Central. But when we won it, people called us the open enrollment team. I was the only North End Grand Forks kid on that team. Okay, oh. so you played for the real school and everyone else followed suit. So he, right. he was the LeBron in that situation, and then he recruited guys he, in. He, I recruited. Yeah. Yeah. So then so then he comes on top of that. He, he, he quits playing. He retires, gets into coaching. Well, where does he coach? The Dinah women's varsity hockey team who happens to be by far the best team in the state and you can tell by his record 89 and 7 they're an absolute powerhouse so you know we've got all these also i wanted to get your opinion on this because we've got all these super teams that is is perp the original ron james like was he creating super teams before it was even a thing 
I think he might. Uh, from what I'm hearing right now, I didn't even know this story, <laughs> but it sounds like Perp ran Grand Forks and then he <laughs> recruited everybody to his team. You're not wrong, Ols. But they won. But they won. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if they have this this super team come in and they lose. They won a championship. Who gives a shit? Got a ring, baby. <laughs> Ols, you're not wrong. Yeah. You can't fault them for it, but uh, there are some there are some flags that are raised there. It's like you know, is this guy? He's a fair weather. He's a fair weather sports guy. I mean, it's been a tough couple of years for him, though. You know, I mean, the Green Bay Packers are always good, but does Aaron Rodgers have what it takes to? You okay, know, I, I knew this was going to come up. This is a this is a weekly hot topic in the uh, in the group chat with our friends. I'm a I'm a I'm a victim in that group. <laughs> but. Uh, but okay. he does have it. Okay, so Perp, let's get let's let's talk about your your season right now. You're in. Okay, yep. you're twelve and one. Yep. Um, you're outscoring your opponents fifty nine eight. What's your role on the team? Like, what do you do for this program? What did you What have you brought to the table? That's a good question. I don't really know what I brought to the table. Um, I was lucky to walk into a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good situation there, and. Sammy Reber, the head coach there, she's phenomenal, unbelievable communicator. She she kills it. She's, you know, the goat of probably Minnesota high school women's For hockey. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been stacked since I got there. And I I can't sit here and lie to you. And there's aspects to it that are a little bit different just so as far as like dealing with different, you know, people. I mean, it's it is different, just it just is. But um for the most part it's the same. You got at least where I'm coaching, you got 20 girls that are all driven they're all trying to play at the next level which is great for me because you go to practice every day with a purpose because you got you know we got vivian jungles on our team right now who's going to wisconsin and she wants to get better every day because she wants to play right away next year and she's trying to you know she's asking questions we got i mean down the line this year we probably have the least amount of d1 commits we've ever had but we've had nine or ten every year so when you're showing up to the rink every day you're not just you know ho-humming it out there you got you know, some of the best players in the state and they're all going D1. They've played on the U18 U.S. women's team. Like, I mean, they, they're trying to get better. This probably is a trying to make that Olympic I mean, team too. I mean, that's hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I'm sure that's, you know, if you asked them, that would be their ultimate goal. Some of them. Um, I mean, yeah, I've been blessed. I mean, it's, I'm lucky to be yeah. there. I'm lucky to be with a lot of talented players and, um, it's been I'm a lot actually, of fun too. I'm actually lucky to reap the benefits too a little bit. Yeah, um, I was going to bring that in, up. In 2021, um, they weren't allowed. You weren't allowed fans at the game, or else I wanted to go. But you might not have missed a game. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of invested in this, and I like I like hearing Perp's side and what what he's doing with his days and and how he's coaching these girls and how invested they are. But uh, anyways, he ends up playing in the state championship game, and you can't go to the game, so it's a weekend. You know, obviously, I've got my plans. You know, what am I doing? What am I going to do? Maybe you know, meet up with some friends, have a, have a good time, make some plans. And then all of a sudden, bam! Perp wins the state championship. Perp, that's awesome. You know, won the state championship. What are you guys doing now? Oh, we're going to the we're going to Sammy's house, and uh, you know, we're going to go celebrate a little bit. Uh, come on by if you want. I'm like, oh, I just got the fucking invite. I'm coming by, and I actually show up to the party, and I get the hoist. I get the hoist. The uh, I think we have a picture of it. We got a picture of it. Got to hoist this, the state championship. That's trophy. actually an, that's an all time photo. One of my all time photo. It was it was great because I never get you know, I went to sections in high school, went to the went to the 
Actually, you know what? My only year playing high school hockey, we only made it to the semifinals and we lost in triple overtime. Um, who had the turnover in that? We won't talk about that. It wasn't me. I mean, EGF was trash up until like maybe the last decade. <laughs> let's, let's take a step back. <laughs> we won't go down that road. I want it on record. I never lost a game in high school to Grand Forks. Everyone says that, but it's not true. You know, I went 2-0 and and then I got injured and I didn't play the other two uh, games, see, which we lost. There's always a story behind it. <laughs> It's yeah. a team game, team game. But anyways, I wanted to ask, so coaching is just so much different than playing. So playing, you're, you know, when you're playing, you're worried about yourself. You're, you know, obviously you're worried about the team. If you're a leader on the team, older person, you want, you want the team to do well, but you're mostly worried about yourself. Coaching, you, you're worried about everyone. And, and who are you? I, I mean, do you have the forwards? Do you have the D? Yeah. So I work with the forwards and then, you know, we kind of collaborate on the power play there and um, those are kind of my responsibilities, but yeah, I mean, it's coaching is way different than playing in the sense of like, you can't go out there and just do it. Like when you, you know, when you're, when you're watching a game or like when you're playing in a game, you're like, okay, well I'm going to do this myself or like yeah. you're out there and you know what it takes to like do something. When you're coaching, you have to understand how to articulate something to someone who doesn't know how to do something. For sure. And it's not as simple as just like go do it. It's not like it's not like when you're on the bench as a player and, and you notice one of your guys isn't doing something and you just fucking pick it up. Come on, Ozzo, clear that puck. Get that out. Michigan State. Gives me huge Michigan State vibes. That's a story we'll talk about in the future. But, but my God. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's one of those things where you, uh, you, there's a learning curve. I mean, my first year, I, I remember like thinking to myself, like, okay, well, like, how do I explain this in like terms that, you know, high school me would understand because I didn't learn this till I was older. So like, how can I explain this to like the younger players where it makes sense versus just being like, Hey, when you got the puck here, do that. And yeah. they, and thinking, you know, cause my brain understands it, you know, do they, sure. is there. So that's kind of a learning curve as a coach and it gets easier and easier as you go. And like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's just like as a player, you grow as a coach and mm-hmm. you get better, you get more comfortable and, and it gets easier to be honest. So, so with your coaching style now, um, you know, you played, squirts all the way up to college did you kind of take things from your coaches or are you just kind of your own person yeah you know what I'm asking yeah that? no I know exactly what you're asking it's actually impossible not to yeah. because how you play how you learn the game you, you gotta take that's it that's how that's yeah. that's how you became the person and player you were whether the good and the bad and I've taken that you know honestly the bad is almost more of an influence on me as a coach, like, what didn't I like that coaches did? How did, you know, how did coaches treat me and how, you know, how did I respond? What did I think of their, you know, I didn't, at the time you're just like, fuck, he's yelling at me. Like, you know, but like, I probably would have been way more, you know, receptive if you'd have been like, Hey, perp, like in that situation in the D zone, you know, if your body, you know, do this, do that, get the puck out this way, you know, versus, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Sit down, you know? Yeah. And no, I appreciate that. And, and I, so I always try to take, I mean, you take what you've learned. It's just kind of engraved in your head. But yeah. um, as far as like what not to do is almost more important for me because I don't want to be the coach that's like, you it know, has to be. Um, killing confidence. Because for me in my career, that was the biggest battle is like 
you know, the ups and downs of like, holy fuck, am I playing Friday? Am I playing Saturday? Where am I going to be in the lineup? And I mean, Bubs, uh, you guys had Bubs, you guys had Hack, maybe two different coaching styles. I'm not sure, but like, and I love Walt to death, but he's, he was never my coach at Northern and, but he was not afraid to say like, whatever he wanted. Perp, what the fuck you doing? You're not playing tomorrow night. Like that's a, you know, he was that type of coach, old school coach, which, and I grateful for Walt, you know, for sure, you know, gave me, you know, million opportunities at, you know, Northern Michigan and I had a blast there, but it's uh, one of those things where I take some of the bad, some of the good, and, you know, it's how I coach, try to teach versus, you know, just say like, hey, that's that's wrong. Take a seat, figure it out yourself type thing. So Yeah, so are you, you know, are you the yeller? Are you a quiet assassin? <laughs> I'm definitely not the yeller. I'm, I'm, I'd probably say if you ask the other coaches or the players, I'm probably the more quiet one out of the bunch. Yeah. Um, I'm more so like, you know, pull them aside. Hey, that's, you know, give a look. That's kind of not what you do there. Grab the board, maybe give them a quick little, you know, that's not how we do it type thing. But I've, I've probably, I would say four years. I don't think I've ever raised my voice past any sort of major octave towards it. You're kind of a cool, calm and collected dude. So that doesn't surprise me a whole lot. What I want to know is, you know, if we were all to go sit down as invisible people (laughs) in this, in this, girls locker room what are the what are the girls saying about perp when he's not around you know what what do you think they're saying about you when you're uh, not around they're they're 1000 1000 percent chirping me all the time <laughs> which which is fine i yeah you know i mean if you're not getting chirped i feel like people don't like you you know yeah. it's i feel like they're 100%. chirping me i feel like they're uh you know like he's an idiot basically <laughs> yeah. i mean you played hockey like every coach is an idiot when yeah. you played you hockey all you know make it's it's funny when you it's kind of the same way in the work in the work field too is when you're working a job it's like you know your boss everyone's making fun of your boss yep. and when you're on a hockey team everyone makes fun of the coaches you know it's just it's a there's always thing. that you, every coach has that yeah, thing I've, where you know guys are in the locker room after like did you see that he did it again. there's a <laughs> i feel like funny. there's a dis- there's a line between like discouraged players like fuck that guy yes. and you know like for sure you know making jokes or like yeah. and like my role as an assistant coach i'm not i'm not out there to like be anyone's enemy yeah. you know i'm not yeah. trying to be you know, any sort of, I'm trying to be, you know, like a bridge yeah. between the head coach, this, you know, the but players. It is, a, and, it is a little different role because you're an assistant coach right now. And, and I've seen, you know, just, just to go back in my experience, like Brad Berry, he starts off as my assistant coach. Yeah. He's kind of a different, you know, that assistant well, coach has that role kind of more friends with the teammates, you know, not as serious, you know, you're not the guy people are scared of, but sometimes, but you're more, involve the players and kind of personable yep. but when you're that head honcho you have saw to with be. bubs you have to kind of flip that switch like you know what now the, the assistants can be the coaches or can be the friends and it's like the herb brooks thing you know yep. i'll be your coach if you want a friend take yep. it up and i've and i've always and, yeah, and that's you're exactly right and like going into it i've never had the mantra or like expectation that i was gonna have to like yell at anyone or like yeah. get on anyone like i always thought i could you know explain teach you know, if someone was really acting up, you know, like then maybe you sit them a couple of shifts and talk to them and be like, that's not how it's going to be here. But I give Sammy you know, so much credit in the way that she does it because she handles it in a way like, I mean, she, she reminds me of Bubs. Like she's extremely personable yeah. with the players, but she's not afraid to like, you know, when she has to, like 
challenge. Hey, like this is how it's got to fucking be. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not yeah. going to be, you know, for sure. it can't just be like, I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, it can't you, this, you that have, lazy day, you know, you like yeah. that type of guy. thing. But like, she does a good job of finding that line where, you know, when it's time to do business, she it's, it's business. And if not, you know, she's going to get on you, but also at the same time, like she's extremely personable and she handles it extremely well that way too. And, you know, I've learned a lot from her as a, you know, just the way she communicates and handles the players. And it's been, yeah, I mean. I think we can ask, you know, I've thought about what we want to do and what we want to talk about on this show and guests we want to have. And I just, for some reason, I want to have someone's, you know, down to earth hockey dad on the show just to ask him stories about parents. Because the best part about youth sports in general, and, and I know hockey, it's probably like this with every sport, but in hockey, like, these hockey parents, they're fucking nuts, they you know? Crazy. There's glass in between, and my mom's one of them, you know? Like, she's, <laughs> you know, after the game, she's got no voice, and she's like, yeah, I was screaming the whole game, you know? My dad's like, you know, she was telling you to back check, and mom, you can't hear any of this. There's a glass between us, and I can't hear you. I don't know why you're yelling. And there's, you know, there's so many of these parent stories, and he, and as a coach of these young kids, I'm sure there's parents coming up to you like, hey, you know what? Why is my, you know, why is she not, you know, why is she, why is she not taking the draw in the D zone? Why, why, why is she on the second power play tonight? What'd she do? I mean, what, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, do you want some money, Perp? Do you want it? Hey. You, how much hey. is it going to take? Here's the perp, funny. How much do you hey. want for my daughter? Here's the funny being... part. No one's ever offered me money, but I'm open for business. <laughs> no, total, totally joking, but no, I'm definitely not. But uh, no, you're not wrong. We, I mean, to be honest, to be hundred percent honest, like, I expected way more yeah. in, in this position. I expected, you know, what are you doing here? What are you doing there? Emails, calls, texts. You know, there's been a few. I mean, I feel like there's not a hockey team out there who doesn't have a parent who's oh, calling no. about something. Even but, college teams. I no, know for a 100%. fact some of these, you know, you're playing big. I mean, D1's pretty – D1 college hockey is pretty it's, – it's pretty big time, and you've got oh, you parents had, calling in to dad. head coaches oh. who are getting paid – Half a million dollars to coach this team, and they're getting called by parents like, "Hey, do you know what you're fucking doing? My kids are on the power play." It's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That's oh. you can no, say you're... that to your Bantam coach, but we're we're playing college now. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're 100 percent though. Like these these high school parents. Like I hear horror stories. I haven't personally seen too many. I won't say there hasn't been none. Yeah. But. We've been lucky. I mean, we got, I mean, we're actually, I mean, we've got some, we got some daughters of former NHLers. Shout out Tom Chorsky. I'm sure he'll listen to this podcast. Yeah. He, uh, I, I, I coached his daughter for three years. She was a great player, great kid. She's at Harvard now. She'll probably, you know, well, I'm sure she'll Tom, probably buy 10K takes in I'm a few sure, years with yeah, all of her money from Harvard. And I'm sure Tom was very invested because as a former, I mean, a, a guy of his level to play that hockey, it would be tough, you know. I don't know what it's like to be a parent, and that's why we're able to make fun of them. And Perp's still able to make fun of parents, you know, being crazy with their kids. But we don't fully understand what it's like to be a parent of someone on the ice playing. Oh, well, and, and that's funny. That's funny you say that because I do. I'm a father of one. <laughs> well, you don't know it. You lo- lo- <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get backstory. Oh, I, this. See, I see Perp him. I just see had him. a kid I see what, him. a couple I see, months ago. I see him on the play gym if you're going <laughs> to. If you're going to tell him he can't play on that play, Jim, you're wrong. And you, and you know what I call Lou Perp's son? 
He's he, what is he? Two months old now? Two and a half months? He'll be five months in a couple five of weeks. Months. Oh boy! <laughs> five what months. What a friend you are. Shows how much you've came by since <laughs> you he was what? born. You know what? I've got pictures. I hang off Lou quite a bit. I love the guy. A regular Charlie's. He's a- still he's still a goddamn pile. I mean these these little babies <laughs> okay. popping out. They're absolute. See, piles. this is where all this is where anything. They just lay there. Hey, and just they can't. This they is where all. St- this know, is where I'll step in as the dad. <laughs> and I think you were over a few nights ago, and you saw him in his play gym, and he was. Had his Carhartt hat on, and he was playing like an animal. He's he's, he's starting to he's starting to get his personality developed. You know, it's, it's cool sp- to see. I can't help but I can't help but smile seeing it. It is something special to see one of your good friends have a kid and, and watching Perp look at his son. I can see in his eyes, you know how much he cares. It's really cool, but I, you know, these these little babies, they're just piles. You I know, saw you. Nothing more than a pile. I saw you they smiling at him. You guys are <laughs> smiling back and forth. I feel weird. You can't say like I love little babies. It sounds weird, but I'm such a kids guy. Like yeah. I would love that. My one of my high school buddies, Ben Johnson, um, lives down in the cities now, and he has two of them. Oh. And we graduated high school together, and I'm here's me chilling, you know. Like, <laughs> and I went over to see the kid, and it was the cutest thing in the world. And I'm like, oh, yeah. good for you guys. You guys made that. That's it's the great. coolest thing in the world. It's so cool. Yeah, one day. And then, and then on that same note, it's like sometimes you come home and you're like, fuck, long day. <laughs> And you're like, what the fuck is this kid looking at me for? Like, why? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, is it bedtime? You know what, Lou? I'm tired too. I mean, you need something. I need something too. I mean, when are you going to start pulling your weight around here, buddy? Seriously. I mean, the guy, I, I have Ozzo over a couple, what night was it? Three, four nights ago? Yeah. What, what night was that? Uh, Saturday uh, night. I think you Saturday, stopped by for Saturday. a little bit. Ozzo yeah. stops by for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, stop by, Lou. We'll, uh, yeah, I'm going to put him to bed. You know, eight thirty, eight, eight o'clock. He fuck the guy cries he every forty five minutes. Perp, oh. we, I hung out at Perp's house for oh, four or God. five hours. I think I saw Perp for maybe forty five minutes. <laughs> I missed an entire did, bowl game. I, I did get to hang out with Lou and, and see him in his good. He was well, happy. He tried to put him down too early. That was my. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Lou's having a good time uh, with us. Why are you putting him to sleep? Come well, on. I thought maybe I'd, kid I could live a little bit. Coley's gone. She's working. You know. I'll get him down and <laughs> hang out with the boys. And it turned out I was hanging out in the bedroom putting him. Do, do you ever do the whiskey trick where you just rub a little whiskey under? I'm, I'm not there. I'm not there yet, but I'm close. <laughs> I heard no, that's he's, a play. You run right on the gums. I'm going to try that yeah. right away. Don't, yeah. hopefully right then the funny that. part is, is these guys leave, he sleeps through the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's always the way it works. Yeah, out. it's classic. <laughs> okay, well, we've gotten enough. We've got enough dad talk. I mean, that was interesting, but let's get into... I wanted to get into your playing days at Northern Michigan because it is kind of a cool spot. So the Northern Michigan University, good program, actually. They're up in the UP Marquette, right? Yep, Marquette. Yep. Great area. Um, oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, what uh, what made you decide to go to school there? Well, when you only have one offer, you take it. Yep. And you go there. There's not <laughs> there's not that much to it. There's I mean, you can you can boil it down to as much as you want, but when you only get one opportunity, you you seize it. But you got it and you you took advantage. That's right, and that's all it takes and it was a lifetime experience, and I would never, honest to God, I mean, growing up in Grand Forks, I grew up a Sioux fan, and, you know, everyone wants to play for the Sioux, and I envy you guys winning a national championship. Like, that's unbelievable. I grew up four blocks from yeah. the Ralph. But 
I wouldn't do it differently. No. I I love my time at Northern, right on Lake Superior. It's an unbelievable campus. Um, we played in the you know in the uh, whatever whatever you want to call it when the D, WCHA like defunct. We played in that was our like that was our era. Now they got the new CCHA. Is, is a CCHA a thing now? I yeah. So now the CCHA is back, and I played in the old like you know we don't want your club, which was uh, <laughs> which was a good time. Which was I mean. I had a blast. It was always fun when we'd go beat Wisconsin. We'd sweep them yeah. or, you know, beat. Yeah. I think we beat Duluth at least once out of the four times we played them. And, I mean, it was – I mean, I loved it. I, I met some of my best friends I'll ever make yeah. there. The only problem is, is, like, when you grow up around, around Grand Forks, the biggest recruits are either from Minnesota, North Dakota, or they go get them from elsewhere. But when you play at Northern, they're from everywhere. So, like, my best friends are – I mean – Sweden, Sweden, St. Louis. I don't see those guys that often, Um, but I would never, never go back, do it differently. I absolutely love Northern Michigan. I would die for that place. I would go back there in a heartbeat. So as always, I like bringing it to my, I mean, everyone, everyone knows who's, you know, everyone who's listening to this and kind of knows me, they know, you know, I I love talking about myself, you know. (laughs) If you're going to say you scored your first goal against us, I, I, uh, I don't even want to hear it. So I'm actually going to take over the mic, which, well, well hold on. No, you go ahead. But I'm going to tell okay. my side of it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So I, I remember, so Northern Michigan comes to town my freshman year. Me and, me and Keaton Thompson were roommates in the Walsh Hall, switching off games, you know. I play Friday, he plays Saturday. I play Saturday, he plays Friday type of thing. You know, when the guy, you know, take our pregame naps before the game and one of us heads out, oh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> Hope you get in. <laughs> Don't fall on your face. <laughs> Don't break your that leg. Anyways, I got to play Friday night against uh, Northern Michigan. I'm on the – go on the go on the, the bench during – I was, warm, I was thinking warm, about yeah. this. Go on the bench during uh, – before the game starts, you know, you always go out to the bench, see if anyone's out there, you know, tape the stick, take a look around. That's kind of cool. Look over, Perp's taking, taping his <laughs> stick on the other bench. I'm like, Perp, how we doing? Well, I don't know if you remember this, but um, – so we got, we were both out there on the bench, and – the big the big screen was playing. I don't know if they still do this, but they were playing through these doors like yeah, that yeah. that series. Yeah. yeah. And they they were interviewing Paul, Paul Ledoux for anyone listening, but and he was like doing some sort of interview, just stumbling his words like <laughs> classic Paul. Like not, he was not a good interview. Oh, I mean, not the Paul that everyone knows. No, like no. he was trying to be, you know, serious Paul, like <laughs> and this is this and this is that. And me and Oslo, we share a glance, like Minutes before warm-ups, I like look over, we die laughing. We we start cracking up on the bench and we like look at each other, we're like, that fucking idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, but anyways, so so we get we're playing Northern Michigan. Um I think you guys were I think you guys were up two to one or something. It was Saturday night, I think we were up. I I remember I think your goal tied it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're up you're up two to one and I come down the slot. Um, with the old, with the old C- white CCM powered by Taylor May, hundred and ten flex, black one, the white, oh, yeah. hundred and ten flex missile stick. You can't, you can't make a pass. You can't stick handle, but my God, you can take a slap shot with those sticks. So I've got that stick because I'm a slap shot guy. And come down the slot, Mike Parks gives me a nice saucer pass. Fucking ting, fucking 
Back of the net, top right, offside one tee. First ever goal in the Ralph Engelstead Arena. Uh, I remember Huge it like it was yesterday. Huge deal for myself. Jumping in the glass, fall down. Idiot. Right in front of our bench. Yeah. Oh, no. Having myself a time. And I'll, and I'll tell you this. I've been to more games than you guys have played in slash been to. Maybe not Ozzo. You've probably been to a lot living in East Grand Forks. I've sat behind the benches with Paul, Paul Ledoux since we were kids. Yeah. I've never heard the Ralph that loud, and maybe it was being on the maybe it was being at ice level. It was a different feel. It, w- it was a big. It was a not to pump my tires again, but I mean, it was a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. It was a big goal, and I got the shout out from Hack after the game. You know, like Hack doesn't really say much to me. I, you know, he scratched me every other night. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But you know, but anyways, after the game, he's like, you know, we got guys like Gage Osmus, you know. Doing what it takes to get us back in that game. If we lose that game, who knows what happens? But got that guy right there doing the right things. He wanted it. He got it for us. Let's go. And that was one of, like one of my coolest times at UND. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and part of me was like, well, fuck. We only lost three one. And I was like, I was like, that was a sick shot by Gage. That's kind of like it. But but the, the what only- I really wanted to talk about on this story was, which is the funniest part. So. We're playing Northern Michigan. We've got this guy on our team named Andrew Penzarella. That's not. That's not. <laughs> I do like so this story. Andrew but. Penzarella is, he's, you know, he played in the USHL. He led the league in penalty minutes. I mean, he's an absolute gun. He's tough, big, strong. He ends up absolutely lighting Perp up open ice. <laughs> he kills Perp open ice and, and, the year after, so when you play at UND, they take all these clips, and then the next year, they... It was that year. Or was it that year? It was, it was a second, that year. Yeah, it was the second No, half. it was like the next weekend, people were like, Perp, you're on the Jumbotron, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> yeah, so like, hey, you're, Perp, your head's bouncing off the ice on the Jumbotron. <laughs> and I was like, hey... I was trying to be like, hey, that, that hit didn't hurt. Yeah. And people were like, what do you mean your head bounced off the ice? I was like, yeah, so I was like, I was good. Of, I was good. The rest of the season, every game before every home game, they play that same highlight clip, and we'd all just be standing on the, you know, standing behind the behind the net oh. watching the highlight clip, and every time, never oh. felt like, it was the biggest hit on the clip, perp just getting laid out by andrew Panzarella. well the funniest part is like you got you guys i know like six seven of you at the time i ended up knowing i mean i don't think also you're you're later right yeah you're yeah but you got like stetch and murph and all those guys back then murph's the fucking (laughs) but but uh but i but i'm getting but i'm getting snapchats and fucking text messages people video videoing the Big screen right away when that happens. Yeah. Like game after game. Like perp this you. Like that makes you want to delete social media. Just like oh, it was so good. We used to always add like perp, you doing okay? Man, you got killed. I will say perp, um I didn't know know you back then, but I got Panzarella back in practice for you. Thank God. I was <laughs> that cocksucker. <laughs> I was I was the fuck I was the little fucking rat. I mean, I was a freshman. I was running around, you know, freshman practice. I'm trying to make the the lineup. I'm doing everything I can in practice. Oh yeah, that's your game. And so we we're do, we're working on our face off plays, and it's one where Pans goes down the wall as a defenseman, and I being straight at this guy, and I blow I him up that. in the middle of practice, and Pans that guy is scary. 
he gets up and he nearly kills me. Didn't say a word to me the rest of the year. Haven't pa- talked to him since. I love that. Pans, I love that. Pans was the last guy you wanted to mess with. I, I UND. One, I, sh- I shouldn't. One a little behind the scene behind the scenes story on that. Yeah. So after the uh, after that weekend series at North Dakota or whatever, that was right at Christmas break. So we played like December. I don't know the date. Eleven, twelve, something like that. Nobody played. So we were off. I stayed in Grand Forks, which is like. Who gets to do that? You know, I got to yeah. go out Saturday night, like team head, headed back to Marquette. I was like, everyone else flew home, you know, from there. Yeah. I stayed in Grand Forks. I went out. I was like, I don't know if it was that night or a different night. I was with a bunch of these guys at the pit, which I don't know if. Uh, it was the eventual pit that I the lived The pit at, that Ols lived yeah. at with like John and Tuck and yep. all them yeah. guys. But guys lived there and we were there and, you know, everyone was like kind of laughing about that hit because, I mean, let's not sugar-coated it was a big hit but <laughs> the only one i took the only one i took in my years but jack we might have to look that up sorry but uh <laughs> but uh yeah so we talked about it that night i don't know if i was more uh inebriated or not but i feel like we uh oh, we, so we talked with pans we did oh, yeah we really? did we did that night and i said i was like we shook each other's hands. I was like, it was a good hit. You know, it was, I mean, it was a good hit. Like, what are we going to talk about? I mean, I just want him to know, like, I appreciate you running me. Like, that was, I was like, this is my hometown. You come come in here and put me on the ice. Like, what are you going to, what do you, I mean, what do you say? You know, like, we shook hands. It was fun. And we had a good night. And you guys know how the pit works out. Oh, it's, yeah. You don't, no, re- you don't no, remember the end of it. No, no good nights there. Okay. Okay. So, perp. Perp meets Pans at the pit. Good story there. It's actually great you were able to stay in town there with us and and have that night with. I feel <laughs> and like meet up with Pans. Actually, I feel like he just, doesn't remember it. Maybe but. there's no chance he remembers it. No, but uh, that's good that you do because I I remember that hit and it'll forever be engraved in my mind. But what I wanted to get into was uh, I love talking about going on the road and playing games on the road in college because that is one of the best parts about playing college hockey is just playing on the road, getting to experience different fan bases and everywhere you go is just different. You know, like I feel like if you play in the NHL, almost every rink's the same, you know, you got Vegas, you got other, you got all these other rinks that are crazy and stuff, but more so the same, like the, the buildings are the same in college. Every building's just so different. And fans have the student sections have different traditions, so I wanted to ask Perp and Olson. I can get into this a little bit too. What what was your favorite spot playing on the road? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty broad question. I say like I played in a completely different conference, and like I grew up in Grand Forks, so you got you know everyone you grew up with is like, they only know one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you know for sure North Dakota, Duluth. You know, they know Denver, people go to Denver, St. Cloud, Minnesota. That's the biggest rivalry in college hockey. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, exactly. And so when I go to Northern, I was kind of like, I was as oblivious as anyone who was playing there from California, like playing college hockey, you know, like what's, what's next. And, you know, there's so many, and I'm not here to like, this isn't an advertisement for the CCHA (laughs) or anything like that, but I... There's cool I, places everywhere. There's cool places everywhere, and I and I wish that if if people who are listening to this are true college hockey fans, I hope that they like consider 
if North Dakota or anyone, or if they ever want like a fun trip, go to like a Ferris state, you get like that major high school vibe. You get like, you know, it's a small building, but it's fucking rocking and it's, yeah. it's a blast. Like Those go to, go to a Ferris state game, go to Bowling Green when they're playing Ohio state, you'll, you'll yeah. have that old Ralph vibe. Yeah. You will. They have the same benches, those same green and white benches that I know Ozzo knows. You've probably seen them at the old, at yep. the, at the Ralph. They yep. probably have them down there. They have that old Ralph vibe. It's the same benches. You go to Michigan Tech, one of the – go to a Michigan Tech Northern series, and I'm not saying it because I played for Northern. Yeah. I'm just saying it. go to it because it's a big rival. Michigan Tech against Northern in Michigan Tech is one of the best college hockey vibes, atmospheres you'll ever watch a hockey game in. And, like – Get out of your head like the, you know, the Ralph. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you're not going to beat that. That's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's like, everyone loves the Ralph. Like, the Ralph's like, you can't beat that vibe. But if you just want to, like, experience something new, go on a little trip, drive to Houghton, seven hours, stop in Duluth, see Ols, <laughs> maybe see the family, mom cooks dinner, all that stuff. <laughs> go do that. Go see those games. Those road trips are unbelievable. But pains me to say the best atmospheres I've ever seen Penn state. Yeah. They had like that roar zone back there. We were on there on their thon night, which was like their marathon child cancer night. when we went there and it was fucking wild. It was rocking. Oh my Penn God. State. It was wild. They, I've yeah. heard Penn state rocks. Well, they do in all sports. They do yeah. the whiteout at they the do football right. games and it's nuts. I love the, I love the state schools. Cause it means, you know, it typically means, that it's not it's not all the smart people going there it's like the people who just want to go and have a good time at college yeah. you know like you go to oh. you go to a michigan even like they they are kind of laid back and then you go to michigan state and it's like they're just a bunch of lunatics yeah there. And like the state schools like penn i know penn university is just some high end stuck up. probably stuck up <laughs> university and then you go to penn state or ohio yeah. state it's like they're yeah. going yeah and like so for our trip to penn state it was pretty unique so we went to penn state I think, I don't even know when it was, middle of the year sometime um, after Christmas break. And our coach, had, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Walt got put on administrative leave. Walt Kyle, for anyone listening, got put on administrative leave for dating the, I don't know how you, I don't know how you explain this, but she was like in charge of a lot of the academic stuff at Northern. <laughs> Little... And, Little, you know, you got lines out there. Lines crossed. Lines are crossed. So he got put on administrative leave for that week. So we go to Penn State and we play Penn State. I I don't remember what happened Friday night. We were up both nights. I think we tied Friday night or they came back and beat us. You guys could look it up. You guys could throw the scores on there. I'm sure this guy, he'll get those scores (laughs) on there. And, uh, and then Saturday night, I think it went down as like a national tie. We wanted a shootout. Not a big deal. I scored in that shootout. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's I part of the reason I'll bring this up. I love that. But um, <laughs> That's what this show is for. Exactly. You only, get a, you only have a few golden <laughs> yeah. moments. You have to do it. Um, but, yeah, so we won that shootout. We went out in Penn State. We had guys on our team that were friends with guys or played juniors with guys at Penn State. So we were at, like, a house like this here, you know. like We were yeah. pre-game in there, went out, and, like, they had – Long Island teased till we couldn't breathe, basically. I mean, guys were puking on the bus the next morning. And not me, obviously. I'm responsible. But we had we had guys on, you know. So we woke up the next morning. This is a long story short. Woke up the next morning to a text. 
4 a.m. or curfew is like midnight. We thought like, ah, I had coaches in here. We'll just go out till 4 a.m. We had to wear our suits all the way home. Guys are sweating on the plane. Guys are sweating on the plane. We had a layover in like, I don't know. I think we flew out of Harrisburg or something like that. Or no, I think we flew out of the Chocolate Town. I think we're Paul playing. Hershey, Hershey, yeah, Hershey, we flew out of there. Chocolate yeah, I think we flew out of there, and like we had a layover or something somewhere before we went back to Marquette, and everyone was just like laying on the floor in their suits, and like our assistant coach, who was Walt's brother, like was like you fuckers, like basically, <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, it was uh, it was quite an experience. But the night of was like one of the best times of my life at, life at Penn State because they they pushed the game up to three p.m. Oh, so you had so, the whole night. Oh, wow. So the Saturday game got pushed up at 3 p.m. for the Big Ten Network or whatever they do. I don't – and so we were down at, like, 5. And, like, oh. we got, like, an early curfew and, like – or, like, a decent curfew. Like, go have fun, like, whatever. Yeah. We all – we were all still, like, 4 in the morning. <laughs> I think I woke up in a suit and, like, <laughs> I was trying to figure out my life. And I think I called in on Monday when Walt got reinstated. Like, were you one of the guys out? <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, but I was you, luckily, so you tell the truth in that situation. Or I, guess I, I did because I was like number nine of like fifteen yeah, that yeah. he talked to. So, so if, so like, everyone, if everyone's saying yeah, I'll say yeah. But if everyone's saying no, we're going in there. And say yeah, no. <laughs> but but I would. But I've said this before. I would never trade that night in my life for even like the last two years at Northern. Like that was like one of the most funs I've ever had. Yeah. And th- that's what I'm so jealous of. We talked about it a little bit before. Um, just being able to to go out and play Saturday on the road and then go out and party with the other team that's something we never did. We did it once. That that I know of. One, one I think time. it was one time. It was my well, freshman year. And I mean, this Yeah, your guys' charter situation yeah, is yeah. like uh, it's, it's, you know, so it's like a it's, it's, it's like almost like, like a It's one of those things where like, you know, you got you got rich kids like complaining about shit like, you know, if I can, like, yeah. you know, my my Wi-Fi is not working as correctly. Well, it's it was like us at North Dakota like for people who don't know, at North Dakota, we're treated very well. We have our own p- team plane, so we fly, we we hop, we we drive to the airport from the rink. We we don't go through security or anything. We just drive right up to the plane, walk onto the plane, get on it, fly, and then after our game, wherever we are on the road, we drive straight to the airport, whatever time it is, hop right on the plane and fly right home, which is great. And I'm not complaining. But I do know there's so many stories from guys that play college hockey that that fly oh. commercial after their play after their games and after their weekends on the road, and they get to experience all those towns that they go play in, and they go out that night on Saturday, yep. and they get to experience that. It's, it's something we kind of missed. Yeah, and I, and I can say we've had nights, we've had multiple nights in Anchorage, Alaska. Alaska, shout out Alaskan Bush Company. Um, <laughs> we've had. Alabama Huntsville. I mean, we've had, I mean, people sleep on Alabama Huntsville, but like if you're going there in January and it's 65 oh, yeah. degrees, yeah, you're wearing t-shirts and shorts on a Saturday night. You don't fly out till Sunday. You're having a good time. Yeah. Like there's not nothing wrong with that. Um, to your point though, like that flying home, like, I mean, we, like we play in Madison. We went on Friday night, like Walt's using it as like a trigger point. Like you guys win tonight. I'll stop on yeah, I'll yeah. stop on this street, and you guys will run till two a.m. and we'll take the bus home after that. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, and, it, and then we probably lose. But I mean, it is what it is. But yeah. I, mean, I, I wanted to correct our first statement. There are two times we stayed overnight. Really, Tampa. 
We stayed over Tampa, yeah. Yeah, yeah we didn't fly out till the next day after Tampa. Tampa sounded that's like a true. good time. Yeah. But what was that's, our... That's a lot of good our stories. Our only other we'll time was Denver. The only other <clears throat> time was Denver. I, I tried to bring up this story in our little practice round that we did. Yeah. And you told me to bring it up later. I yeah. feel like this is a great time. Yeah. This is a story that I've told and nobody believes Tucker and I. It was just Tucker and I that went went through it. But we go out, we're both freshmen at the time. We go out in Denver with all these guys. Saturday night, it was like a winter warning, so we couldn't get the plane off the tarmac or whatever. It was like fog or something. Yeah, it was, it was a weird scenario. So we're, the hack's like, all right, basically gave us the go. And so we all go down to this bar or whatever in Denver's fucking awesome really cool bar sweet and um tucker and i are drinking whatever and it gets to you know one o'clock and i look at tucker and i'm like man i gotta go (laughs) (laughs) like it's time like i gotta get the hell out of here lost my drink count we gotta get out of here (laughs) so me and tucker start making the walk back to the hotel and i shit you not we got to a fucking alley, and all of a sudden, we heard these fucking noises, and people started coming out of the street alleys with two-by-fours. They start swinging at each other, like like Anchorman. Anchorman. Literally like Anchorman. <laughs> is this a movie? Station, the new station. It, and, and this is why nobody believes us, because it's so fucking outrageous. But it, it actually happened, and I know Tucker's going to listen to this, and he's going to be like, yes. Our story's finally out there. You have to believe me. This is 100% the truth. The only night we stayed other than Tampa was in Denver, and these guys were hitting each other with two-by-fours and running around the streets. It was fucking wild. (laughs) There's so many stories that came out of that Denver night, and it's probably good we didn't stay over anywhere else. Yes. Was because oh, you guys would have lost players. Oh man! I mean, I think of a couple guys. guys. I think of a couple guys. I and like people might not know this if they're listening, but like I pretty much knew the whole group of guys you guys are with. And I mean, I lived in Grand Forks. I was pretty much with you guys all summer. And there's a few degenerates on that on that crew. (laughs) You might have lost a couple guys if that was a regular occurrence. It's probably a good thing that uh, we flew home after the game, and and we still, you know. That was one of the best things was, you know, you get out of that Saturday game and, you know, you're flying home and you text the buddies back home like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to get back after uh, the, the liquor store is closed. So you want to pick us up a couple of 30 racks? <laughs> yeah. and we're going to we're coming in hot. You know, we just had a good so, weekend. <laughs> so on that note, same thing. There's like a there's like an opposite side of it. You guys got that like, oh, I missed out on a few cool trips, you know, maybe Miami, Ohio, Wisconsin, like yeah, something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. But on that same note, like when you guys are like on that charter plane, you're home on Saturday night at whatever time. That's true. We're probably sitting on a bus for the next nine hours. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, very true. That's, a, that's true. When, my freshman year, I, I I went hero mode one time. Do you remember this story, Gage? Freshman year, I, w- I wasn't playing a whole lot, and they played in Western Michigan. Oh, in Western, and I can't. I think you guys ended up splitting on the weekend or something. And I was back home in Grand Forks, you know, watching on NCHC TV or whatever. And you guys hopped on the plane, and I'm like, I'm going to go buy everybody booze. And I bought beers and bottles and whatever. (laughs) And you guys get back, and you're like, God, we're gassed. (laughs) 
<laughs> I said like 180 bucks. I spent 180 bucks on booze. Like I'm like, ah, oh, the guys will sip on some. No, they they went in, crashed, went to bed. I was like, oh. I just left the beer there for the next party and took off. Oh, such a hero mode play as a freshman. I like, like it though. You gotta though. Trying to you fit gotta. In. You gotta do that. Stuff. You gotta do yeah. it. You gotta do it. Just for some reason, it reminded me of what. Do you remember when we were in Miami? We're in Oxford, Ohio. We play the Friday night game. And a couple of guys on the team were... They they made the trip, but they didn't play and they were injured. We, we brought them on the trip because we thought like maybe they could play, but they couldn't. Um, so they sit out Friday and we officially rule them out Saturday. And... These guys aren't playing Saturday, so I mean, what are they, what are you doing? For people who don't know, Miami in Oxford, Ohio. I mean, that, that's one of the best spots in college hockey to go out. I mean, for for a college hockey player, Miami Miami of Ohio is just incredible college town where yeah. it's just it it's is. all college. Like that's all it is, and you, there's so many good looking girls there that. It's just so hard not to go out. You know, like, after Friday, like, all the guys who were playing Saturday are like, should we go have, you know, we could probably just go have a few, you know. We all know what a few means. Two or three. Yeah, you you decide on a few, and that means six or to 12. I don't know. (laughs) So you can't do that. But anyways, we're in. (laughs) We finished the Friday game. Middle of the night, like, probably 1 a.m., fire alarm starts going off. There's a fire in the hotel. So everyone in the hotel exits exits the hotel. And it takes a while. And we all walk on the bus. So we all have to go sit on the bus. And our, our coaches are taking attendance. Head count. They're taking head count like, he's here, he's here, he's here. Who are you missing? Well, those guys that were injured were at the bar. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? Know. I'm actually in the, like, I, I feel like I'm a listener. Who, <laughs> Who was it? I don't know. Who was it? <laughs> Is this Olsen? Is this no, Olsen no, that crew? Nope. Absolutely no, not. Is Olsen no. that crew? And a couple of guys were a couple of guys are out at the bar and you know, we're we're sending them texts like, hey, we're we're all on the bus. There's a fire go. alarm, like you gotta get on the bus. <laughs> but, but they're going, You're fucking with us. Like, yeah, oh, like, yeah, of course you are. Because yeah, so get out of here. If you live in that environment, you're not believing anything not anyone says. Not a word. Get out of town. There's no way. No, we're serious. And all of a sudden, like 15 minutes later, these these guys come shuffling on the bus, like, oh, you know, like they 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 walk past the coaches, and then like you know they they've all had a couple of drinks, so they like get past the coaches, and they're all looking out, like, oh, <laughs> beat the system, and they're like, oh, shh, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> Oh, but uh, I was just one of the. I mean, there's there's plenty of stories like that, but that is just one of the good. That's awesome. And just in those scenarios, <clears throat> just guys have stories afterwards. It makes the locker room, you know. Yeah. The when you sit in, we talked that's, about this. That's why the locker room is what it is. Absolutely. You know, you come back from these trips, and it's like, oh man, you should have seen what I got into. You know, and everybody yeah. kind of has that different story. Oh, so it's, yeah. That's what we kind of missed out on, but you're absolutely right. We shouldn't be saying anything because we got home at a decent hour. Yeah, and I mean, I mean that brings us. I mean, we asked Perp what his favorite on the road spot. I mean, it'd be tough wow. not to say Miami was a good spot to go on the road too. I mean, yeah. it's well, I mean, so fun. I mean, it. you guys are like tiptoeing around it, but like I played at North Dakota, like that was probably the epitome of a road spot. Yeah, like, yeah. You go out in Grand Forks after a game. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's get pretty, out of town. It's like, pretty good. I grew up in Grand Forks. <laughs> I know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I, I, I took my mom out, uh, whatever, after a senior night game or whatever, and we ended up making it to Joe Black's and whatever. Which Our is night, an accomplishment. It is. It is. For my mom, she's fantastic. Came in, made it to Joe Black's, and we wake up the next morning or whatever, and she shoots me a text. She's like, we're on the way home. So happy we made it to Joe Blackouts. <laughs> like, she, oh, yeah. she just gets it. Like, yeah. who is Joe Black? By the way, I mean, I want to meet this guy, Joe Black. I feel like you guys should get Joe on. That's... We have to get. I mean, is he? St- I, I've never even heard. I, is he's got to be a guy. A I guy? think. I think he is. I think he is. I he think has he's, to be. Yeah, I think he's. I feel like Joe Black is a guy. It has to would... because the same owner of Joe Black owns the Hub, and the Hub's a great spot too. Unreal spot. We shouldn't plug Grand Forks the whole episode. Though. No, yeah, <laughs> but we, you know, we have to dive back into it. And on that, Italian Moon pizzas are uh, twelve ninety nine. We got a large uh, pepperoni. <laughs> oh the, my! The Italian God. Moon is a legendary spot in Grand Forks, which Perp's, Perp's dad happens to own. Yep. So if you guys like a family queso, reach out to me. We'll get you guys some discount coupons. <laughs> Everyone talks about Grand Forks. Red Peppers got great grinders, but the Italian Moon. Has their own white sauce. We got white and they, sauce. And they have we got, their own grinder. We got Whalers. It's called the Whaler. It's actually been around what? since the early 1960s. And guess uh, what? And guess what, Grand Forks people? Not everyone's going to know this if they're listening from Minneapolis, but Red Pepper recently changed their bread on their grinders. It's true. It's different bread. Well, really? the Italian Moon has the old Red Pepper grinder bread wow. still. It's a fact. Wow. And so, the Italian Moon. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. The Italian Moon. Has some great food options. Like, let's take a look at the whole menu, guys. Let's not like, <laughs> let's not just do. Uh, let's not just do the buffet, Grand the bu- Forks. The buffet is an elite spot. Let's not. Uh, let's not just go in there and do the buffet. Let's take a they look have, at the. You know the Italian great burritos. Been, you know they've been known to cut off people who they think have been drinking too much who haven't been. Those drinking those too stories much, are so. those stories are. <laughs> They Fabri- cut, they're fabricated. The Italian moon cuts off people a little too early, I think. In I my feel like opinion. <laughs> I feel like the Italian moon should be rewarded a medal for that because we could have had kids, young men, driving home drunk that night. But Grand Forks t- Police Department, a great uh, a great employees <laughs> cut these guys off and sent them home. So, okay, so I want to end this. I want to end this episode on. I want to. I want to go back to the Western Michigan, Michigan. Thing because okay. we we said we were going to touch on you know when we knew more about the situation. So I've been reading on the situation more and n- nothing has been solved. There's been nothing to come out of Michigan why they canceled that game between Western Michigan. So apparently Duluth is the most mad in the entire country because wow. they, they traveled to Northern Michigan Hold on. Without, without their top two goalies. Hold on. They had a third-string goalie playing who had never played a game, and they got swept by Northern Michigan. Hold on. How do we feel about that, Perp? Hold on. I have a few comments. And I saw that was on your agenda tonight, and I will not sit here and allow you to – Make that a point of emphasis because well, I mean they're an NCHC school and it's you know well and what do we know and it's it's not not fact but Northern outshot them did they I don't know check the stats but really check the stats so if you get outplayed do you do you still lose the game do you still should you have won the game no I mean here's here's the thing is and I want to get this I want to so make this I, known to the so, fans no hold on there. hold on. 
you're in you're in a group chat with me, right? Yeah. And that was like the high of the year, right? We we knocked off the number one team. Yeah. The cats, the cats did it, right? <laughs> we fucking swept them, right? <laughs> Let's not bring up a fucking third goalie here. Let's not use the Michigan gauge, gauge deep diving. Let's for not an excuse. Let's not well. use. Let's not use Michigan I'm an NCHC guy through and through. Let's not use Michigan Western to downplay the sweep by Northern Michigan, which I feel like is what's going on here. But um, let's check it. Let's see what the shots were. I think I think Northern outshot them at least one of the nights. <laughs> Pull so, it up. So, College hockey news. Okay, so anyways, while he's looking this up, um, so Perp mentioned the Cats. So the Northern Michigan, his his school he went to, their, their nickname's the Wildcats, Graduate right? Graduate of. Wildcats, Perp, right? Yep, the wildcat. Well, anyways, we call them the perp calls them the cats. Yeah. So we go to the Fourth of July. Don't are you? We go to the. You're not telling that story. So, so we go. So we go to the Fourth of July. This in is the Brent, we, This we, is an all time story. Our friend group. Our friend group. We we get an Airbnb in Brainerd because we wanted to be in Brainerd for Fourth of July. Rent a pontoon. and we do all that stuff. Well, TJ Oshie happens to be in Brainerd yep. as well. So we get this party bus after the nights after the day's over to go to Zorba's and TJ Oshie's a part of the party bus that we're getting on. So we get on this party bus that TJ Oshie picks us up on. And we get in we get in the back and <laughs> we all of us friends are like just joking around. Like we, we, we always made fun of Perp for the, you know, northern Michigan cats. You yeah. know, like he's you well, know, we're all every, Grand Forks guys. We're all North Sioux Dakota guys. guys. We're yeah. all Sioux guys, and he's he's a cat. So we're like we're just making fun of it. And then all of us start chanting, Let's go cats. Let's go cats. Let's go cats. And for anyone who doesn't know this, at Washington Capitals games where TJ Oshie plays, they always chant, Let's go caps. Oh no. Let's go caps. So we're saying, Let's go cats. And oh. TJ Oshie looks it's, back. He thinks we're just absolutely fanboying. It's one of these. Saying, saying, Let's go caps. And he looks back and he's like, What the fuck are these losers? <laughs> Gives us a fist, like fist bump, like, Cool guys, fucking saying caps. That's cool. <laughs> and we were saying, we all see him look back, and we all look at each other like, "Oh my god, he thought we were saying caps." Oh, <laughs> we were all just chanting for TJ Oshie when, on the when bus. we were on the back of the bus, and we saw him lean back and give us one of these. He like he like fist bumped us. Where's the camera? He like gave us one of these. We 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 all looked at each other. We're like, "Oh no, oh no." He thinks we're saying caps. He thinks we're saying caps. <laughs> And like we're making a joke of me, <laughs> like, and uh, it was one of the. I mean, we we've talked about it for years since that. Like he thought like we were like chanting "Let's oh, go let's caps, caps" at like a Fourth of July function. <laughs> but it was like, what was the song? It was like "Dunna, let's go." Like yeah, yeah. It was Dunna, like a. Dunna, Dunna, Dunna. Yeah, whatever. Go cats. Go caps. Go. Like, yeah, go yeah. cats. Go. Yeah, it was like go yeah. caps, and he, it was it was a pretty I, it was a fair misunderstanding, but we were it was. we were in the back, and we were like, oh boy. I hope I hope Osh somehow listens yeah. to this, and this story comes up, and he's just like, wow. And you never want to be that guy, you know, 
getting on TJ Oshie's bus and then fanboying. I'm no, like, let's go. No. No. We were all in the you back. Like, we're all look, we're all looking at each other. We're like, oh boy. <laughs> now he thinks, no, there's no chance of us hanging but then it kinda, the bar now. He thinks we're losers. But then it kind of turned into the nightly joke. Like, we're like, go cats, go cats, go cats, go. Oh man. oh man, that's good stuff. But uh, did you ever pull up the uh, the shot counts there? Did they outshoot Duluth or no? CHN's lacking. I tried to pull them both up. I uh, didn't find them. Anyways, let's not. No one asks how. They ask how many. Yeah. And All Northern, I know is hey, Michigan's got two wins hey, against the hey, Bulldogs. Bring, bring what you have. If you don't have it, don't come. <laughs> that's what I'll always say. You get swept, take that bus home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They probably flew home, but they're NCHC. So. Yeah, hey, good luck. Good luck getting out of Sawyer, Minneapolis, or Marquette. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us on episode two of uh, the Hasbens, and we'll uh, see you guys next week. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Perp. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a uh, it was a really good time. I got to do.